Hello, hello. It's Thursday. One more day. Christmas is almost here. I was in Asda's yesterday and they were playing Christmas songs already. My goodness. All right. I want you to put the rabbit model away. Just, I don't know, it's lunchtime. Take a chill pill. We're going to learn all about some cool stuff. I practice you may and not appear though. All right. 15 seconds. Hello everyone and welcome to this live stream special. Christmas is almost here. I know we, we're eyeing up the pub as we can speak, all that stuff. However, I'm glad you're with me in the short term. Oh my goodness, my headphones falling down. I'm just that excited because I have an awesome guest here now that's from an architecture practice that I've heard about before. However, together we're going to learn a little bit about who HLWR and the person that is going to bring us into that whole world is Bronte, who is managing director. How are you? I'm very well. Thanks for having me. I'm re I really appreciate you here. Now, just before we talk about HLW, the design studio, and, and I've get to, got to know you a little bit before this, maybe some people in the audience haven't met you before. So can you just tell us a quick little bit about yourself? Sure. About myself or about HLW? We can do both together. You okay. go for it. So much to tell you about. I might, I'll start with HLW. So HLW are an American or a global architecture firm founded in New York many, many years ago. In fact, we're one of the oldest architecture firms in, in the world, 1885. But I guess, you know, although we're quite old, we have tried to stay relevant and in touch and evolved with our clients and are very proud of our legacy. But I guess our legacy talks to us as, as a firm and, and as a group of people always wanting to continuously change and evolve the built environment to, to match society's needs. And I guess that legacy is something that we're really proud of. We first started working in America with Alexander Bell on his telephone exchanges many years ago, and we're still working today with some of the kind of most cutting um, edge innovative clients in the world in tech sectors, in all sorts of sectors actually, and base build and landlord and developer world. We're very proud of that legacy. Um, here in London, we've been in London for about 30 years um, and predominantly reflect our work in London, reflects society in London. So a lot of financial sector work, a lot of technology sector work, as well as a lot of base build repositioning work that really bounces off and addresses the current client and end user needs. Very cool. And as we can see here, some beautiful staff. I love that. So we've got all the heritage over the years, but also there's a kind of fresh take on work. Now you have been at HLW for a little bit. I am dying to know a little bit more about yourself though. How does your world in architecture and you coming into HLW, can you tell us a little bit about that story? Sure. So I joined HLW, I think it was in 2009. I have to maybe go back to my LinkedIn and just double check that. Around <laughs> 2009, I'm actually an interior designer by trade okay. and have always worked in architecture firms as part of the interior design team on all sorts of projects. So, 
you might hear from my accent, I'm Australian. So back in the day, I worked in Australia for, that we did a lot of multi-res, high-rise development, as well as corporate interiors, everything in between. And just had itchy feet as a person that was passionate about travel, seeing the world. I think architects and designers definitely have a trait or a thread that runs through them, which is curiosity. And I, I had a big, not just a thread, I had a big rope running through my body that I just wanted to travel and see the world and understand design and what it means to different cultures and how it responds to different climates, etc. So I made the decision in 2005 to move to the UK um, and started working in London. It was a very busy industry at the time, right before, I guess, the uh, last recession, 2009 hit, um, but just came to a vibrant, bursting city that, um, you know, was inspirational to me and I, I, I here I am 20 something years or almost 20 years later um, still here still designing and still inspired by a, a lot of things around me and a lot of people around me I, that's brilliant I love and I love little stories where you know oh I'll just go to London for a bit and you find that job two, and two year working holiday visa I came out on and um, here I am married with two kids and, and a mortgage and a dog life takes you down roads that you least expect but it's been wonderful it's brilliant and and it's quite nice that has happened i'm glad to hear and hey it's always good to know that hlw supported you with that visa application and all that stuff as well yeah sent. yeah, yeah it's not... actually, so i was just going to say it's one of the uh, i think one of the best things about working at hlw is we have um a very diverse workforce from all around the world but also we have a fair bit of inter-office travel we work. Although we're seen to be a very large firm, we very much embrace a small firm agility, working together, communicating, being transparent. We've had one of our senior designers in the London office has just moved back after working seven years in, in oh, the wow. States, working on one of the, the biggest projects in, in the world, actually, in the Google Gradient um, project. Um, likewise, we've got a senior designer who's from our LA office, one of our designers that did actually did her internship year with us is now living and working in LA so it's an amazing group of people that love to work together love learning about each other and really bounce off each other brilliant it, I love that it's good to know that as well uh, I think that's very important so I'm glad that you keep that in mind that kind of small close-knit team but also yeah. you get to work on some cool big projects because you can handle that as well now yeah. What I was going to say, if you want, because we've got that video on YouTube, is, so okay. I thought it would be cool to maybe show the audience that. And then afterwards, we, if anyone's got any questions, then please feel free to do it. Otherwise, we can just continue to unpack all the cool stuff behind the scenes in the HLW office. But are you happy if I put that video on just now? Let's go for it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Now, you as well, you just got to keep an eye on the tech here. So I'm relying on you, Bronte. If you can't hear it or anything like that, you just got to jump in. You don't be polite. Just okay. tell it to me like All it right. is. Okay. Because okay. this is the preview to when I was like, it's a part one, just trying to get it up, panicking in the presentation. <laughs> going, oh, no. But let's see. Three if years can... ago, trying to use Teams. <laughs> Yeah, last Teams was when I was a part, part one, it was all about getting the drawings printed out in the rooms and stuff. And they really wasn't much virtual. I, I spent the first 12 months on a drawing board because my boss at the time was like, you, you learn to put pen to paper and you learn to think about design if you have to scratch it out with a raised blade. So 
wow. spent the first 12 months with, with a pen and, and a drawing board before I was allowed to move to AutoCAD. We weren't in, on Revit in those days. Fair enough. I, I, feel, I feel you. I still wake up sometimes in the middle of the night freaking out that I haven't bound the documents ready. <laughs> yeah. I'm confident even after Who can 15 use years. a binder anymore? If, if, if there is one knocking around, I am actually your man for that task. Okay. Getting it all right, making sure it all fits, running yeah. up and down. I enjoyed it. But anyways, I will, I will quit digressing and I'll put on the trailer now. So here we go. Can you hear it? Yeah, I can hear it. Great.
There we go. Very cool. I'm now, not. I just noticed I'm not subscribed, so I'm going to subscribe live. So where I am subscribed, everyone should check out as well the HLW Design YouTube channel, right? It's there. Yeah. Got some yeah. cool stuff coming out. Yeah. Now, that was such a cool office and all this stuff. And it was quite nice to see in there. And there seemed like a few good characters there. Was it John, the office manager, mentioned about going down the pub? Now, I know it's not all about that, but it's good to know that you can have a laugh while doing these beautiful projects as well. And my goodness, we weren't short of them. There's lots of cool schemes. So tell me more about the London office then. So I was, I was going to say, we have quite a strong culture globally, but in the London office, we like to work hard and we like to play hard. Yeah. We like to educate ourselves, all of those sorts of things. So as a team, we actually now do, post-COVID, we actually have HLW Wednesday, all smashed into one, HLW Wednesday. And we have a roster of team activities. Once a month, we have a global town hall. Once a month, we have suppliers be dating where we invite suppliers to come in. They get to meet and, and, and interact with our team, but our team also get to meet four or five new suppliers that they don't meet on everyday cycles. We have exchange sessions, we have shared sessions, and we have trips out to Serpentine Gallery or whatever it may be that's relevant and interesting at that time. We have, we're very well known in, in, in the industry for what's called Halloween. So the London office hosts a Halloween party every year and it's oh, wow. essentially our client and colleague Thanks for an amazing year party. And we just actually had it last Thursday, 2nd of November. And it was awesome and crazy and some amazing costumes. The the HLW team dress up in a surprise theme costume every year. So this year we were blue vampires. Over the years we've been construction zombies and all sorts. We've even done flash that we've been known of. So it's been, it was 10 years this year. So it was an, a big event, an anniversary, and it was an awesome party. So you can go on to our blog and I think the the photos are going up today. Yeah, those sorts of things are what really strengthen and embed a culture and we're very proud of that. Brilliant. Oh, wow. I'm glad that the podcast was booked in today. It gives you guys all time to settle down after Halloween. Had we been Thursday last week, you would see in the background here a team of five or six makeup <laughs> artists and a lot of people working on Revit that already had their hair and makeup done and you have like zombies sitting in the office working on a building. It's hilarious, the, the preamble to the party. I love it. You, I think that's really important, isn't it? Because we all love architecture. It, yes, you can build beautiful buildings. There's going to be hard times as well because it's tricky. You're managing the building, all that stuff. However, you've got to remember, it's a team, isn't it? And as a team, it's really important to 100%. And our team isn't just the HW team. Our team is our industry and inviting along our, our colleagues that we work and we work really hard with during that, during the year, not just our clients, the MEP um, consultants, the, all the engineers, the contractors, the teams that we've delivered some amazing projects with. We're very proud of those relationships and we like to celebrate with them, which is what Halloween is about. I love that. That's great. And it's quite interesting because you meant you touched upon it earlier. So you're an interior designer. There's a lot of architects as well at HLW. So how many, my goodness, what kind of disciplines have we got going on here and cool stuff? I'd love to know. So predominantly we're architecture and interior designers, but we also have what we call specialty studios in-house as well. So we have, we've got a name for everything. So we've got our art studio who are a workplace strategist and strategy team and they do everything from 
master plan strategies and briefing and engagements through to change management and they developed some global guidelines that the global companies um, that probably shall remain nameless, but big tech companies that yeah, want yeah. consistency across their portfolio. So our ARC team um, also run our research and insights team and they do research into all sorts of um, interesting things that are happening in our world. We've just finished a piece on the role of a work cafe. We've done a financial sector insights. So we've got a lot of new things coming out through that team. Then we have our Brandex team who are our signage and graphics specialty partners um, and they do some amazing work as well. Um, we have our lighting design studio known as Spark um, and then we also have our uh, sustainability and wellness team known as Beyond. Who So we do um, majority of our accreditations we can do in-house at HLW, LEED, Briam, we do well health and safety, all sorts of things, as well as bespoke charters. And I think the Beyond team have really made an impact on our own business as well. We've signed up to 2030 commitments. You know, we've introduced what we call um, an, a new a new um, material library um, policy, which has taken out any harmful products out of our library. Our designers um, cannot specify anything that doesn't comply with our personal commitment. Interestingly, I went to a, a conference a couple of weeks ago and it hadn't actually, the penny hadn't dropped until a couple of weeks ago, but the things that we're putting into our, our projects and our, our designs now and our buildings now, they're going to be here in 2030. So if we're going to commit and meet our 2030 targets, we need to be committing to it and designing to it now, which I hadn't done the math before a couple of weeks ago. And it's really important. So yeah, very proud that we're trying to make headway in that world as well. I love it. And thank you for breaking that down. Now, I know there's no right way to answer this question. I just wanted to talk a little bit about the projects. And you've got a lot of cool, exciting projects. Now, the tricky question would be like, which one is your favorite project or were you most excited about? But that's a mean question because you can't say that because you enjoy all your projects. It's like having children, isn't it? You can't say you have one in particular. However, maybe if I get the project section up, you can just tell us a little bit about Sure. different projects and one or two cool things you do like on some of them okay yeah i'm more than happy to do that it's a good way it's like playing roulette on a website <laughs> yes exactly you're going now to I... do something that i don't know <laughs> no i'm driving the match so you can tell me if you tell me roughly where to go i'll follow it down on the project uh, so, so the one you just hovered on kingfisher so kingfisher are an amazing client um we recently finished their offices in london and for those of you who don't know Kingfisher, they actually own and operate a whole lot of hardware stores across the globe. So you would have heard of B&Q, you would have heard of many of their brands. So they are the parent company. They had some pretty ambitious embodied carbon and sustainability targets. And we actually are very proud of this project when it comes to our Beyond team and our design team having to implement it because they had a 78% reduction in embodied carbon, which is one oh, of the wow. highest achievements we've, we've actually achieved since we've started doing embodied carbon measurements and, and projects. Very proud of that one. And Kingfisher are doing an amazing, have an amazing new office to support their, their workforce and, and, their, and their global ambitions and, and commitments when it comes to ESG. I love it. It's a very beautiful project. Is there one other one that sticks out? And then oh, I'm very proud of I'm very proud of the bottom left one. Yeah. So that's for a client called Roku, who are 
uh, don't know with Roku, but they're a global streaming and hardware um, company. Yeah. They have their Roku TV. So we did their new offices. Um, this is their new offices in Cambridge. So mm-hmm. an amazing building. And we are very proud of this because not only does it look amazing, but it recently won a BCO award, BCO regional award. So very proud of that one because it's nice to have other bodies such as the BCO recognize the team's work. That was, yeah. And and to be honest, that's our first BCO award that we've ever won, won. So very proud of finally getting one of those. Wow. I love it. I just was going to say in the background on this picture here, let me go back here one quickly second. I think that's Daniel Craig in the background, isn't it? it James is. Bond. So they they have all the meeting rooms in this building designed and themed around Cambridge elements or TV shows or British TV shows that all have some sort of okay. link to Cambridge. Now, don't I can't remember what the Crystal Maze link is, to be honest. I'm bad, bad at remembering things like that. But you go into every office and there's a little story about the link to Cambridge the link to TV and the link to technology. So it's a lovely office that you're always learning something new and exploring and their team love it. I love it. I love I love the crystal maze and it looks like a cool office and I'll take a meet in the, in the Daniel Craig room. Yeah, you know, exactly. No Come meet me in the crystal maze. Yeah, that, that would probably be the room I would pick. Sorry, yeah. James Bond. The crystal <laughs> yeah. maze is the childhood show. That's what you watched when you were sick. Or you were skipping school, you're going to watch the real Well, I didn't grow up with the Crystal Maze, so it was all new to me. So I learned a lot on that project, just listening into some conversations that were actually very foreign to me. But I now feel like I might be an expert in 70s and 80s uh, British TV shows. Yeah, the don't worry, the Crystal Maze is a, is definitely a good one. And don't worry, I'm normally the one that everyone rings me during the live stream. You know I've what? Had, I've had, I've <laughs> I get to, so I've, much trouble because my phone's always on silent. And then, of course, the one time it's not, apologies. No, don't worry, we're all friends here. I like it. It's I, I think you know what? We're it's it's a real this a real office. There's always things happening, and so that's what I was going to ask about as well because these projects are cool and they're done and they're in and they're beautiful. I was going to ask, and I know there's NDAs and stuff, so don't worry. I don't need to give you any of that, but. What are you excited about? Because we're almost going towards the next year. 2023 is gone already. Are you excited about some stuff that's popping up then with HLW? There's always new and exciting stuff. And <laughs> whether we can talk about it is that is the challenge. Yeah, we've got some amazing projects on the book. The team are working on some amazing designs. Um, we're doing a, a really super challenging, but I'm really excited about the design that's emerging a big new building for a big financial client out in Dublin currently a hole in the ground we've got a couple of years to go but that's going to be amazing and we're working alongside a local base build architect out there we're doing all the interiors and it's a challenge and it's a wonderful it's going to be a wonderful project so I'm really excited that the team are finishing stage three design on that at the moment so they're very much going to earn their Christmas turkey and their Christmas champagne We've got uh, you know, a few projects through Europe that we've got going on one in Amsterdam for a big tech company. So out of London, we actually cover for our global clients the whole of Europe. So we're delivering projects in Warsaw at the moment, in Amsterdam. We've just finished one in Milan. So we've got a few more coming up. So we're very proud of that. And that's that's something our team love. They love being able to, within the framework of, of work, visit new countries, meet people from different cultures. It's very enriching as a designer, you know, you meet people from all walks of life, from all kind of facets of the, the world. 
and yeah, so we've got some amazing projects coming online through Europe as well. And then I think globally, there's some really exciting projects that are coming up, buildings. We have a team in New York that do a lot of high-rise development. So there's a, a lot of those coming out as well. Yeah, excited. I think 2024 is going to be a great year. It sounds really cool to me. Now, I was going to... Um... Next, I want to unpack a tiny bit about, because a lot of people here might be interested in working at HLW, and I'd love to know what you look for in that person. However, just before we do that, one quick question. When you were talking, I was thinking about next year, this year's been a big topic, has been like AI in architecture and these emergent technologies being used. Now, I don't think that'll ever replace the architect. However, what I'd love to know is, what do you have any kind of feelings on where that may go or, or what it's been like this year or this AI popping up and stuff? Yeah, AI is a hot topic at the moment, right? It's it's interesting because I, I guess there are two schools of thought that the human brain and the human creativity, just, you know, the, the ability to process and problem solve, um, yeah. a lot of us believe can't be replaced by AI, AI. But there are for sure a lot of activities that we as design and architecture firms do that can be much more efficient and much more automated. And I think as a firm, we're looking at both both those sides of, of the, the AI table. We actually have a team at HW called Next Team who are specifically dedicated to everything technology. And that's what we how we use technology today in our practice in terms of the use of Revit, how we do design communication use Enscape and, and take th people through buildings, all of those sorts of things in terms of supporting our team for today. And they're also looking at the future and how we can, you know, I, I guess continue our legacy of being at the, at the cutting edge of embracing yeah. technology and understanding technology and being sensible about its use to really enhance our business and, and not shy away from it and wait for it to happen, but to try and you know, be there understand it and and maybe even try to lead some of the solutions around how we use it within our businesses. There are a lot of programs now that generate you know, renders and making a space that feels like Alice in Wonderland meets I don't know what. The quality isn't quite there. The teams, there are many teams with both within our own business and other architecture firms that are working on their new their own versions of how we can generate AI imagery and concept imagery. But again, I still think that there's some element, and we say this to all our design teams, don't get stuck on Revit, don't get stuck on computer. There's something amazing and beautiful about being able to sit down and sketch and, and scribble and really stimulate your brain to think in a different way rather than think about it in, on a screen. So we very much encourage our teams to continue all of those, those very unique qualities and abilities that designers and architects have, which is the ability to sketch and draw and think bigger. Yeah, said it's true. I don't think generating an image would survive in a crit, would it? However, can you imagine? Yeah, I can see how you, your first year of uni, you go into uni the first time, you're drinking a few beers, you run it. It's seductive, isn't it? However, we know how complicated our projects are. But to get the mood going or get some ideas, maybe it's that prompt to get you to where you're going. However. Uh I, I think actually the really good thing is it's challenging us as designers and it's making us not be lazy and it's going, actually, we need to make sure that we're not being lazy and using our brains to continue our craft and make sure it's, it, it presents a value to our clients and the world. 
Yeah, so it's, that's very true. And now I touched briefly upon their pitching at university and stuff, and I appreciate your journey, but also let's focus on what you do now. I'm sure one of the responsibilities of running the, the London practice is you're involved in hiring or you're involved when you're looking for people, you, you're part of that process. And I imagine there might be a few listeners in the audience that have potentially interested or have had an eye on, on, on joining your company for a while. Do you have any advice in 2023 on people who are now doing their applications? Any advice that you think sticks out in a good way to grab your intention? Or do you have any thoughts or advice in general on when, how someone would grab your attention in a good way? Yeah, I think we follow, we have a great internship program here, both in London and globally at HW. And I think one of the one of the best opportunities you can get as a designer or an architect going through university is to take up an internship position. It's hard and you get thrown in the deep end, but the skills that you can learn by having being able to embed and recognizing that it might not be the perfect place for you long term. But you actually, you need to start to build a platform to, dare I say, stand yeah. above or stand ahead of some of the other people you're going through university with. So I'd say if you have the opportunity, I think doing an internship is a really good way to get ahead when you do graduate. Um, and then I think not being shy about do your research, look at the firms that you want to work for and really understand what areas they work in and what you really what it really piques your interests yeah. i think that's easy to say further down the the track in your career i am now working in a world that i think when i graduated i didn't ever expect to work i, I yeah. didn't picture myself here but this is where the kind of path takes you but i'd say shop around meet people go to yeah. industry events ask what people how they started out and just try to put yourself out there and really just explore the industry and meet people and make connections. Because I think, funnily enough, that is predominantly how our industry works. It's connections and it's people. And I think whether it's starting out, getting your first job, or whether it's further down the line, growing your network, because as you go up the, the hierarchy of the world that we live, you have to continue to have your network to grow um, business development opportunities and leadership qualities and, and management qualities. Network and starting to build your network right from the start is probably the best piece of advice I can get give people. Yeah, that's really, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. And I think that as well. I just remind everyone, you have to start somewhere, isn't it? I had no network at the start, but you build that up over time. And that's the thing, it gets easier over time. But exactly like you said, if you just put yourself out there at the start, then you go further. And yes, you can feel uncomfortable doing it initially, but the, the more you do it, the better, isn't it? Whether it's yeah. online and, and physical. And I think both those worlds, it, it really helps. And you might get invited to the Halloween party. That's the thing. You know? Yeah, that's the ultimate, right? <laughs> it does sound... We, we look forward to having you there next year. <laughs> okay, I'll be on best behavior, but I love a good party. I was, I was The last question I was going to ask you, that's really useful advice for anyone that's thinking of looking. And, and what I'd love to know is that you've seen this, you've been at HLW, you mentioned since 2008-ish. We'll have to check your LinkedIn, like you say, yeah. but it's a, it's a substantial amount of time. What kind of person does really well in the company in, in your experience? I'd love to know. 
Uh, when I interview someone, and I think about when I interviewed at HW, I was shopping around to find my home and something that lit the fire in my belly. We were talking earlier and I said, you've got to want to get out of bed every morning. And sometimes it's really hard to get out of bed. And you've got to really enjoy your job because there will be hard days. There will be long days when you're having to do tasks that you just, just there are things in architecture and design that just are, are you have to do them, but they're not the most exciting part of your job. Yeah. Um, so I'd say what I look for in people is them knowing what they're looking for and that we can match each other's ambitions in, in, in that. Passionate people that want opportunity, people that are willing to work really hard for to achieve their goals, people that can sit back and look at big picture, but also understand there are steps along the way that they can work towards. And I think being a good team member, it's, this is not an individual sport that we work in. This is a team sport and actually really excellent design and really excellent projects come from teamwork. Not it, It's not down to any one individual. So team player is another important trait that we look at. Very useful. Thank you. Now, there was one last question. Last question that popped up while you were talking, because it's your wealth of experience. I was like, oh, i got to ask one more thing, because okay. you mentioned you're not from, I'm Welsh and I came to London to study architecture. You came to London and you're working out what you want to do. However, mm. you're from Australia, right? And sometimes I think some people move to to, to London and they get they they manage to get a job. Sometimes people struggle initially in that transition from moving somewhere where you've got experience to maybe London where you haven't got so much experience. Do you have any advice to make it easier or tidbits of information you'd give to someone if they were doing that to make it less hard for them? Uh, a very practical one. Open a bank yeah. account before you move to a different country. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know what, I don't think the worlds are that far apart between countries. I think yeah. that there is for sure some challenges that I faced in, in terms of fire rigs in London are very different to fire rigs in Australia, for example, because okay. the type of building and the history of the building and, and how they build buildings are so different. So there is a learning curve. But actually, I think that that's part of the exciting and enriching your knowledge and understanding of how the world works and what the difference is and how you should be designing buildings in different climates and cultures and all of that. I No, I, I think actually sometimes from my perception, and maybe I'm biased, but I love interviewing and meeting people yeah. that have made that leap. Because cool. I think it's a brave thing to do. I didn't realise it at the time, but now I look at other people doing it. I think it's a brave thing to do. I think it says a lot about your passion and interests and the type of you know person you are. So I, I think don't be scared because really there's not much difference between many countries and how we do things and you know, the, our world. Even at HW, we have designers jumping between metric and imperial all the time and they they survive and they get there and actually they're that much richer and, and, and knowledgeable for doing that. I think people see it maybe as a challenge or a, a disadvantage. I see it as an, a, an advantage because it actually gives you another element and a definition to your character and the type of person and therefore the type of designing you're, you're going to be in, and how you can bring your knowledge from another country or your knowledge from another culture and enrich another business by bringing that to them.
That's well said. But that's really practical advice. And I think you have to remind us as doing it. I love, like, as you said, it's brave. And also, why not apply the HLW? Come on, <laughs> send Bronte a message. She's right here. And we will get on to all the contact details in a second. But just before I do, I've asked a few questions and I really appreciate you giving us a, basically an, uh, an unfiltered view into what I think seems like a really cool architecture and interior design studio. However, before you go, it's only fair you get to ask me one or two questions if you want as well, because uh, otherwise it's a one-way conversation. Do you have any questions that you'd like to ask me? I, I've got two questions. One's bigger and one. I want to know about your lamp in the background. Is that ah. a real lamp or is it a moving background? Oh, I do get comments about this. this is the Nano Leaf. Nano Leaf, you need to sponsor me, by the way, but I paid for this, right? <laughs> And nano leaf is like a gaming thing, and okay. like me and my partner, we just put it up on the wall. You can basically put the lights where you want, and control it. And it's LED, so I don't want to burn the planet too much and all that stuff. But it's a bit of fun. Now. Yeah, it's yeah, very yeah. cool. Yeah, very I cool. need to. And do... I noticed it. I noticed the first time we met. I'm like, wow, that is really cool. So I might have to get one of those for. I think my son or my daughter probably love it as well. And, yeah. and then my 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 more important question is: you meet a lot of people like me that are in the industry. That are, what do you see as the biggest challenges for graduates coming out and what they're looking for when really, they're looking to join a company like ours? Yeah, really good question. I think that it's difficult for a few things because, and as a business, I so I've been the part one looking I've, and I've also seen behind the scenes we touched upon yeah I've been in recruitment for a while and also where we are now but in that time period you talked about starting when the drawing board was there it's a very different industry and I think that where the bi businesses have adjusted but it's hard to adjust big companies so for example HLW got offices everywhere and yes you move with the times but where i'm going with this is the factors outside of the companies have changed radically so here in the uk when i studied the year before me it was one thousand pound a year i went up to three thousand pound a year and i felt unlucky but now it's nine thousand pound a year to study architecture and it's seven years and the cost of living so it's a very expensive industry to go into and yes it's still amazing and i encourage people to do it because you yes okay the salaries can be higher in other industries however you're building buildings it is a lifestyle business yes you're going to have tricky days but it is a really good profession however the i do think that carrying that potential baggage of finances and debt is hard and also how as you said you're talking about internships which i think is a fabulous way to do it how do you get that experience early in and just doing potentially seven years in the industry with all this stuff so i i think it's tricky at the moment i think that architectural apprentice schemes are really good i think internships are really good and i'm sympathetic towards people graduating now it's a very different time than when i did but there are like there is some light at the end of the tunnel i think the a or b see this and they've actually trying to shorten the cause and to get people into industry quicker and i think that's probably a really smart way to deal with this problem of a five-year course all that cost getting people earning as quick as possible i think is the is the right way to go but that's how i feel about it it's that there's lots of good intentions and we are getting them but that is the problem is the costs from externally the universities and the cost of living has shot up the price to live in london is it's expensive yeah. and i think 
but the way we do it is having that open conversation and i you know and i think that by having that conversation and constantly re-evaluating it and looking at things that's the way we're gonna go with us the way we're gonna hopefully solve make the, it the an issue. easier entry financially and is probably the biggest challenge yeah, because let's say hypothetically you're working paid part at HLW or studying part time, then you're earning money and you're 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 spending money in the course. You've got your student debt on your back. You've got a London rent, and you're entering the workforce on quite frankly architecture and interior design, a minimum wage. Not your lucky kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I think it, I think that's a bigger topic at the front end as well that we as an industry need to standardize and get better fees and, and have more value around what we do for a living for sure yeah true that's going to take time isn't it and yeah. also there's other facets and there's there's competition and there's all this crazy stuff going on um but i do think as well architects have is that that self-worth and that's why sometimes i always speak to architects and we always carry the weight on our shoulders and i remember like architects are cool there's yep. a bit of glamour in it you do amazing stuff change people's lives and yeah. also we should be a bit commercially astute to charge for stuff i always say don't give away everything for free let's come on let's stick up for our value and i do think that i one of the things i say is that maybe some designers are more uncomfortable talking about money but i always say we're professionals we should always have a high fee we should value what we do and be proud I know the yeah. real world is tough out there, but if we remember that at the start, you start there rather than start there, you yeah. know? I think there is, a, you make a really good point. When you do a project, one of the, no matter how hard the project is or how long it's been going, that day that you go and visit a finished project or you get PC and you see the finished product and you see your clients so happy, that is, it's not, it's a non-financial reward, but it is really, truly a unique reward that we get in our industry that other people in other industries perhaps don't get it doesn't maybe it does or it doesn't fill that gap but it, it is a really wonderful it's the thing that keeps us going i think so it's the bit that you don't get in other jobs that's mm. the reality that's where it's while it's a profession it bleeds into a hobby a vocation a passion and there's very few careers that do that in my opinion that's why it's amazing i'm Whenever I speak to architects, it's just impressive. And I'm still proud to be a part to architectural system. I have a still I have still a few friends, Bronte, that are convinced I will go back and do my part three. Maybe one day. No. I never know. But I, I, don't... I quite often say we're not saving lives, but we are enriching lives. You are enriching lives. However, if I joined you on a project, I might endanger lives. So for now. <laughs> I, I I still know microstation. I don't even know revenue. You mentioned it in the trailer. <laughs> I, I need a training course. You're like, Steve, we talked about finances. You're bleeding us dry. And I'm like, do you want a cup of tea? <laughs> don't, get a, don't get a pencil and a drawing board. <laughs> yeah, maybe just keep me in the Halloween party for now. <laughs> but thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having I, me. I really appreciate it. The last thing before you go, if anyone, and we have had a comment come in, actually. We've had someone that said, great conversation godwin thank you however if anyone else enjoyed this and thought you know what i hadn't heard of hlw before but now i'm really intrigued to something where they want to get in contact with you how do they do that how do they find you how do they reach out uh it popped up on the screen go to our website and everyone's profiles there job section career section etc so yeah go in and hopefully you can get in touch with us or try and find us on linkedin brilliant perfect 
Or come um, to industry events and come up to me and say, I saw you nattering away to Stephen and just introduce yourself because, again, grow that network. I love it. Brilliant. Thank you so much for being here. Stay on the stage one second while I quickly say goodbye to everyone in the audience. Thank you for joining me here too. Now, quick thing, London Build Expo is next week. So pretend that you need to come down, let's have a laugh, tell your boss, sorry, HLW employees don't say this, but everyone else, say you need to do a lot of busy work and come down and let's have a beer in London Build Expo. And maybe, Bronte, you do want to come down here as well. I would love for you to join us. I just have to be careful what I say there. I don't want everyone using that excuse. And then you're like, I know Steve told you to tell it was it's a work event. There's only so many beers I can have in, a, in an evening, so it might be dangerous. But yeah, we'll try. <laughs> Brilliant. And for you and the audience, we will be there next week. Thank you for joining me. I'm going to end the live stream now and see you soon for more content, more live streams, one next Monday as well. Take care, everyone, and have a fabulous Thursday. Bye-bye, everyone.